The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is the division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Inflation ticked back up over the last month, but it's still down year to year. So what does this mean when the Federal Reserve meets again next week? And of course, what does this mean for the mortgage industry? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Connell Fullenkamp. He's a professor of economics at Duke University. Connell, thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure. So I guess just you know, starting again with those 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 top line numbers, it, it trickled back up again in, it, after being flat in August. But if you look year to year, it's 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 down. Uh, is this a good thing, a bad thing, a mixed bag? It's a mixed bag because it would really have been nice to see inflation tick down significantly. It really hasn't ticked down all that much. And I think that's that's really the big story you've got to keep in mind here. And in some sense, it's vindicating uh, all the all the things the Fed has been saying really since the Jackson Hole meeting. And uh, really, it, I think, if anything, it's going to further cement the Fed's resolve here in the situation to continue, continue to raise interest rates. And what what were you expecting? I know we've heard from a lot of economists that they expected flat or a decrease after being flat last month. Uh, obviously, that isn't exactly what happened. So, what did you think was going to happen? Well, I was uh, I was wondering. I, I guess I never really formed a fixed expectation, but I really was wondering what the impact of the the lower uh, gasoline prices would be, and whether that would be significant enough to to push the the rest of the index down. Um, from everything I've seen, you know, most of the other numbers are still trending upward, uh, and some fairly significantly, especially things like food. And so uh, I was just really more curious than anything to see whether the 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 you know significant drop in gasoline prices that we've witnessed at the pump would really translate into uh, a a significant decrease in inflation, and clearly it hasn't. And it's really based on the strength of the the inflation in other core uh, other core areas like food and shelter. Yeah, and those are two areas that that Fed Chair Jerome Powell has been saying for months that they're watching food and and also housing. Um, yes, and and what we've heard is is the way the Fed tracks housing, that data tends to lag what's really going on in the market. So as we try to bring, I mean. This was kind of forecasted by some that we're trying to get inflation down, but but we're going to get upward pressure from housing. Seems like housing and food are accounting for about a third of this CPI mm-hmm. uptick over the last month. Uh, so, are we going to continue to have this problem? Particularly, I mean, food may come down as gas prices come down, but but housing is this going to be a problem? Yeah, I think housing is going to continue to be a problem. I think um, for a lot of people, the reality of uh, housing unaffordability in terms of purchasing a home has really set in. And I think that we're seeing a movement among more people into, into rental. And I think that's really going to be a lingering story here uh, into the near future. Um, you know, And particularly if, if mortgage rates continue their rise, I think we're going to see that even more strongly. I think right now, a lot of people are saying, well, we'll rent for a while and hope that housing prices come down or mortgage rates come down or both. Uh, and I think that they're going to be 
uh, unhappy in six months now, a year from now, when they're still unable to really afford uh, purchasing a home. And so I think that's going to continue to keep rental price, uh, keep upward pressure on rental prices. And we've heard from people in in the the mortgage industry that you know obviously rental prices are still going up, and then that can be a selling point to get people to buy if they're on the fence. Doesn't sound like you necessarily think that that's going to be the case. That with especially if rates continue to go up, people are still going to decide. You know, obviously renting is less of a commitment. Yeah, I think I think so, and I think you know we're, we're really you know there's we still got to realize that there's a very segmented housing market that there's still you know a high end housing market that really hasn't been touched that much by this. And when people talk about that, I think that's what they're really thinking about. People who are saying, "Well, I could rent a really nice place, or I could buy a really nice place," and, and th- those decisions aren't aren't going to be as affected, or those might be triggered more by a rising rental. Whereas I'm I'm thinking more about kind of the middle of the income distribution down, where people are thinking, "Gosh, you know uh, my." plans to uh, purchase a starter home or purchase a, a home uh, really depended on you know that monthly payment. And that monthly payment is just going to be absurdly high for me because of the high price of houses, which you know it's gone to historic highs, as we know, as well as the high mortgage payments. And you know between those two factors, I think that's going to be a really lasting impact on the vast majority of people who would be out there uh, purchasing homes. Especially if if food prices also continue to gobble up people's disposable income. Yeah, well, absolutely right. I mean, when we think about you know mortgage affordability, we look at those top line ratios, and you know that's kind of assuming that your other expenses aren't going to go up a whole lot. And if you you know if your if your groceries are really exploding in price, which they are, um, it really makes it hard to justify as a mortgage lender going higher on that top line that top line ratio. I think. Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. So this, is, again, precedes the, the Fed meeting again next week after taking August off. And it seemed like uh, you know, August numbers were were okay. Things were flat. Um, now, now we sort of have this mixed bag. What is this? Obviously, it, it will. The Fed will continue to raise rates as they've said that they will. But what is this? What What do you expect them to do? Are they gonna? Are they gonna do another seventy five basis point? Will they cool things back to a half point, or will they say, you know what, we don't have this under control. We need to go a full point. I think they're going to stick with the 75 basis point. I think that they're they're again they're following through on the commitment and I think the rhetoric coming out of the Fed since the Jackson Hole meeting has been really trying to say to the markets, "Hey, we're still um we're still very aware of this. We're very sensitive to the to the the inflation problem and we're really trying hard to get out of, under control kind of once and for all instead of having to come back even harder in the future by backing off today. Um I really fully expect a 75 basis point increase. I think the one good thing about the moderation of the numbers is that it won't create this kind of panic at the Fed that says oh we really have to go higher. I think what they're seeing is we have to stick to our guns now. Uh, and and deliver on what we promised. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk in the background, you know, in the other money markets about the drain of liquidity coming from uh, quantitative tightening, as well as um, how uh, how uh, certain types of um, mutual funds are using the the reverse repo facility at the Fed. And so those are also considerations that I think are going to continue to keep interest rates tight. Uh, and 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 throws a bit of a curveball in here. I mean, certainly if uh, tight liquidity backfires and leads to problems, then the Fed might have to step into act there. But I think for now, 
Um, you've got this kind of tailwind that the Fed has with the raising rates, liquidity is tightening up, and that those two things should um, actually enhance the effectiveness of monetary policy, I would think. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we ask this every time, but, you know, fears of, of a recession, you know, it seems to be a lot of forecasting for later this year, early next year. Um, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah, I'm still thinking we're going to see uh, a recession in, in early 23. Um, and, and the Fed is increasing the likelihood of that by continuing to raise interest rates by 75 basis points. And, you know, unfortunately, that is the that's really just the plain and simple, the cost of the policies that we've been pursuing, you know, both the fiscal policy since the pandemic, but also you know, monetary policy in both the short and the long runs. Right. I mean, the, the central banks around the world have dumped a whole lot of liquidity into the system over the past 20 years. And, you know, and that that is that complicates their mission, has contributed to the inflation in its own respect, on to, uh, in addition to the stuff they put in the system since the start of the pandemic. So that that just means that, you know, we have to pay the piper sometime and that's what's going to happen. I just hope the price isn't very high. I'm still I'm still optimistic that we're going to get by with a mild recession. And and back to the the question of of mortgage rates going forward. Obviously, they've they've ticked up significantly over the last couple of weeks after kind of settling down over the summer. If we're worried about a recession, could that bring rates back down, or do we think we're going to continue to to go back up for a little bit? I think it really depends on the the depth of the recession. Um, I think it could be likely that that in, that that mortgage rates will kind of get stuck. I think what we're seeing. Honestly, the mortgage markets is basically a Fisher effect here, where um, the the market had a, a, a much lower expect expectation of inflation than I think the Fed did, and then and we've seen expectations catching up over the last month or so, and so I think that's been driving the increase in mortgage rates. I'm I'm still not convinced that mortgage rates are particularly high, especially given all the the interest rate raising that the Fed has been doing. So um, it it could it could happen that. You know, again, kind of with the Fisher effect in place, that the um, uh, the cooling off of the economy could suppress the inflation expectations enough to kind of hold mortgage rates in place. Might push them down, but uh, then again, um, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't see that personally. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's some sticker shock, particularly if you're a first-time home buyer and oh, you're hearing your friends got rates in the threes and you're looking at a six. Those right. home prices also going where they are. But yeah, you're you're right that when we look historically at, at mortgage rates, it's it's still low. Is the, to 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 that point? I mean, you talk about the the mortgage industry sort of resetting its expectations. Do do we also think consumers will reset their expectations, or you know, home affordability is is clearly a problem? Now we're headed to a recession. Do you think it will take some time for consumers to wrap around, wrap their heads around where we are with home prices right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to take a, a lot of adjustment. Um, you know, I'm old enough to remember the amazing shock that happened in the late '70s, early '80s, uh, and you know, I remember being told as a young person that I would never be able to afford a house uh, because of that, because of those interest rates, and. It it takes a while to get used to how to deal with that, um, and also uh, be, people need to also realize that interest rates go up and down, and so there is there is a benefit to waiting in some in some circumstances as well. So I think between those two things, it takes a while. As a young kid growing up in New England, I was always told I'd never see the Red Sox win a World Series. So <laughs> exactly, keep, right? Keep the faith. Keep the faith. <laughs> well, that's just it. I think I think we have to remember those things. And and you know, getting back, I think to me the bigger problem is not so much mortgage rates, but really home prices. And um, you know, we may uh, hopefully see those those moderate as uh, the as the demand 
as you know, as people peel back from that sticker shock and say, okay, I'm not going to do this right now. They go into rental for a while, might cool the housing off, might, you know, soften prices a bit and, and make it possible for people to get in the market, get back in the market from that standpoint. Thank you so much. Obviously, we'll be watching what happens next week with the Fed. Absolutely. Thanks. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, September 13th. Housing prices and mortgage rates aren't the only problems for borrowers. Lenders continue to tighten their credit standards. The MBA's Mortgage Credit Availability Index fell by another half percent this month, and some lenders are reducing their ARM and non-QM mortgage offerings. Amrock is launching a new website that lets consumers close a mortgage on their cell phones. The website, named ClearSign, lets borrowers close loans from Rocket and other lenders that partner with the Detroit-based insurance, property valuations, and settlement services provider. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.